1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. 19 begins with a question. What? Almost an incredulous statement. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, everybody say therefore. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The greatest compliment that God can give you, and everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. When I read this text, and I've gone to it often because of its valuable message, its reminder, it is not just a text to preach on in times when you're trying to correct problems in the church or in the way that people are acting, but it is, in fact, a statement from God concerning humanity. The greatest compliment that God could ever pay humanity is expressed in this text. There is unmistakable evidence in it that God is interested in your body. And He is interested in my body. He's interested in who you are and what you are. Of all the ways that God could have manifest himself and in Old Testament times there were many manifestations of God or as theologians call them theophanies. Ways in which God could manifest his presence among men. Of all the ways that God could choose to manifest himself He chose to do so in the form of a human body. He he chose the flesh and bones in which we live tonight or today. And what our text declares without reservation is that God honors the body. He honors this tabernacle that I am dwelling in. Not just my spirit, not just my mind, not just my thoughts, but he honors this body that I live in so much so that he would declare 
that your body and my body has become the temple or the sanctuary or the dwelling place of his Holy Spirit. The greatest possible honor that God could bestow upon us is bestowed upon our bodies. Not our mind, not our spirit, but upon our bodies. He could have said that your spirit is the temple of the Lord. And that way we could separate the body and the spirit. And we could do what the world enjoys doing, trying to separate that spirit and body so that what you do in your flesh doesn't matter because your spirit is another entity in itself and God relates to that, but he doesn't relate to your body. God said, I am relating to your body. And your body is a reflection of my glory. And your body, not your mind, not your spirit, but those external things that make you who you are, those are the things that I honor. So if God honors the body, it is a sin for me to dishonor this body. Amen. You say, Brother Hughes, how does God honor the body? Well, first of all, he honors the body by forming it, by making it. He did not speak into existence the body. He spoke into existence the world, the stars, the moon. He spoke into existence the animals and the trees and the fish. But when it came to man, the Bible says that he formed man out of the dust of the earth. He created man. He developed man. He worked on man. You are not housed in something that the government Produced. You are not housed in something that scientists have produced. You are not housed in something that the army has produced or put together. But you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are unique and an individual, and there's nobody else like you in all of the world. And so God honors the body first by forming it. For thou hast possessed my reins, the psalmist said. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance or my being was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. When I was made, the word is crafted. As somebody who with skilled hand is able to come with a piece of block and carve out of it a statue or a piece of granite and sculpt out of that some beautiful piece of, uh, of architecture, that's the word that God employs when he talks about his work with me is that he crafted me. He worked over me. He made me in secret and he curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance. 
yet being imperfect. And in thy book all my members were written. Isn't it amazing that God wrote in his book all of my members, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How gracious or how precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. There is no greater honor that God could place on anything than the stamp of his image and the hand of creation to be upon it. Your human body is a marvel within itself. And it is God's making. It didn't come out of a laboratory. It didn't come from molecules bumping together. It didn't come from the way that the modern man would like for you to think. But it came from God's handiwork. And that's why we should be conscious all the time that this body that God created should never be dishonored because the greatest honor that God put on humanity was in making him as he did. The human body is so complicated that the chief wonder is that it doesn't give up more frequently and give us more trouble than it does. It contains about 2,500,000 pores or that is about 3,000 per square inch of your human body. There are over 200 bones in the skeletal makeup of the body. All of the blood in your body is pumped through your heart once every minute, and your heart beats about 70 minutes per, or 70 times per minute, or over 180 or 100,800 times per day. There are more than 600 individual skeletal muscles in your body. In an adult, there are over 206 bones, as I've already mentioned. The average person can hold about 230 cubic inches of air in their lungs. And at each breath, you inhale and exhale 25 to 30 cubic inches of air when you breathe. And most people breathe 18 times a minute. Your body has more than 500 muscles and about an equal number of blood vessels. Your normal temperature is 98.6. The average person takes in about 5.5 pounds of food and drink a day. And that's almost a ton a year. If you don't know why you're having problems, that might be one of our problems. Your heart is an unbelievably rugged organ. It is made up of four chambers, four valve pumps, which handle 5,000 gallons of blood a day, which is almost the equivalent of a tank rail tanker car being filled. It supplies a circulatory system whose vessels total 12,000 miles, and in the course of a lifetime, it will beat 2.5 billion times. Now tell me that some molecule bumped together and created something as marvelous as your human body. Oh, listen to me. You, listen to me. Nerve impulses to and from your brain travel as fast as 170 miles per hour. No wonder you can react so quickly. 
sneezes, get this, sneezes regularly exceed a hundred miles per hour. A person's cough is clocked at 60 miles an hour. A woman blinks twice as many times as men do. That's a lot of blinking every day. The average person, man or woman, blinks about 13 times a minute. Let me go on. Humans shed about 600,000 particles of skin every hour of the day. Every day an adult produces 300 billion new cells in his body. Oh, listen to me. Let me tell you about the marvel of who you are. The kidneys in your body are among the most marvelous organs in the body. They contain a total of approximately 280 miles of tiny tubules whose function is to filter out the impurities from the blood. In the course of a day, they will filter out about 185 quarts of water from the blood, purifying it and returning it into circulation. Normally, the adult body contains approximately 24 trillion red cells which carry oxygen to nourish the tissues. If they were laid edge to edge, they would stretch 1,100 or 116,000 miles or about halfway to the moon. Folks, our body is a wonderful work of God and God is one who is interested in this human body and my body is a direct work of God's handiwork and his craftsmanship. Amen. My body is not the result of some accidental cause of Adam's. I was not formed by some blind force, and I am not an accident. My body, your body, is a planned and produced powerhouse of God, and God honors that body by making it his dwelling place. The greatest compliment God could ever give to anything was given to humanity in that he would make his abode in that body. God secondly honors the body through his own incarnation of all the ways that he could have come. He could have come. Jesus was given a human body. He wept. He hurt. He felt pain. He grew tired. He slept. He had to eat and do all of the normal things that we have to do in our life. And God honors us today because when he decided to intervene in humanity's need, he didn't choose some other means, but he chose a body. They were given, there were other bodies that were in existence, and he might have given himself to manifest himself in such a way. But God chose to reveal himself in the same kind of body in which I live. I must appreciate God's love for the human body. That choice that God made was deliberate according to Philippians 2, 7 and 8. Calvary was accomplished in a body. Easter glorified that body. And today this image, this body is before the throne of God continually. It is the glory of heaven, a fully redeemed body. 
the same body that ascended, the Bible said, will also descend. Which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. God honors the body by using that and choosing that to make it the means of our salvation. God honors the body by purchasing it. Our text said that we are not our own, but we are bought with a price. My body, your body has a price on it. Don't let anybody sell you any cheap goods to put in it or put on it. Hallelujah. Oh, listen to me, church. My Bible tells me, my text tells me how valuable and important my body is to God. It is so valuable that he would redeem it. He would purchase it back. He would pay the ultimate price so that he would come back into possession of that body. The devil knows that. And that's why he fights you on every turn. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to appreciate your body in the light of Calvary. Because Calvary is the price that he had to pay to purchase that body and to bring it back from destruction. This is the governing factor of life. You are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. I live under a lease agreement today. The property that I dwell in right now is not mine. It is his. So I better make sure that I take care of it and I treat it in the fashion in which God himself treated it and I better take care of it the way God has taken care of it. Amen. Amen. The other thing you need to understand is that because he is the owner, he is responsible for its upkeep. And he is responsible for its repairs. Hallelujah. Ah, yes. Hallelujah. Thank God for his grace. God honors the body by making it the temple of his spirit. The temple of God is not just the mind. It's not just the soul. It is not just your spirit. But the body is. The body is the temple of the Lord. He honors the body by establishing between himself and the body a wonderful relationship. 1 Corinthians 6 and 13 says, Now the body is for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. He has been redeemed by divine service. Mankind has been redeemed by divine service and he is redeemed for divine service god desires to have me all of me not just my mind not just my heart or my spirit but my very being it is his pleasure to use this body and to direct it my body must be placed on the altar for his service for he is the owner of this body. God honors the body by healing it. Matthew 8 and 16 says, And he healed all that were sick among them. 
Isaiah 53 and 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Ah, oh, listen to me this morning. He is the healer of all disease, all manner of issues in the body. He heals because he took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses and sorrows. When a doctor is helpless and when drugs are powerless, Jesus Christ is able to heal to the uttermost. And he heals because he favors this human body. He honors this human body by his healing touch. Amen. I've never heard of him healing a deer. Maybe he has. I've never heard of him healing all of the other things of creation. But man, he chose to heal. Amen. He honors the body by sanctifying it. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word means sanctuary. The word sanctify means sanctuary. He has posted it for his privacy. It is preserved blameless for his dwelling. God chooses to dwell in my body. Amen. My body. There are satisfactions found in him that are found nowhere else because he knows the needs of the human body. You're not going to find it in Jack Daniels and you're not going to find it in drugs. You're not going to find it in an illicit affair. and You're not going to find it in a lie or deception. You're not going to find it in dishonesty. You're going to find satisfaction when you yield your body to him and you say, I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. I belong to him. Hallelujah. 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 God honors the body not only by sanctifying it, but one of these days he's going to honor this body by raising it. Amen. He's going to honor it by raising it. I, I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians 15, and it's a lengthy passage, but I, I feel like you need to hear it one more time. 1 Corinthians 15, 34, he said, Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. They have not an understanding of God's purpose or will. I speak this to your shame, but some man will say, How are the dead raised, and with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. 
All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men and another flesh of beasts and another of fishes and another of birds. There are celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. The glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the star. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As in the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. As, as in the heavenly, such are they that are also heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption nor incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be chained. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruption shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall he be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I here come today to tell you that he is going to come back for a body. Not a spirit, but a body. He will not leave my body in the grave, but he will come. He will return and bring that body from the grave. If I am still alive when he chooses to come, then he's going to quicken this mortal body. But folks, this body that you see right here is going to be what he takes to glory. Not just a spirit and not just a mind, but this body that I live in. So I've said all of that to say this. It is evident in our text that God places a high value on the body, on your body. What are you doing with it this morning? What am I doing with this body? 
What have you made of your body? Why should we trash our body? Why should we fill our body with filth? Why should we dress our body in ungodliness? When God said, I want to honor you with my spirit. I want to honor you with making you my dwelling place. Does your body groan this morning under the burden of sin that you have placed on it because it was not made for sin? Does your body groan this morning under failure that you have caused because you would not recognize God's place in your life? Does your body rebuke you constantly for its misuse? Does it cry out to you? Is it speaking to you this morning? Does the violation against God's property condemn you when you look in the mirror? Contrary to the lie of the devil, your body is not yours to do as you please. Your body seeks fulfillment in him alone. It doesn't thirst for alcohol. It is a proven fact that your body was not made to consume alcohol. Your body does not even like the process. It is forced to process it because men put it down, but it was not made for that. Your body was not made for drugs, even though people inject them either prescription or illicit. They put things into their body to try to circumvent something. But I'm telling you that my body and your body was not made for all of that. My body was not made for immoral and illicit relationships. My body was not made for the things that humanity has been drugged down to in the world in which we live. God made me for something better than that. He didn't make me to live like an alley cat. He didn't make me to live like a junkyard dog. He made me to be a temple, a resident of His Holy Spirit. And I need to make sure that I take care of this body that God desires to dwell in. My body does not do well with lies. I read something interesting in human body facts is that 90-something percent of illnesses in the human body are brought on or they are aggravated by stress. Stress. Stress is unneeded and undue worry. Oh, yes, I'm going to get somewhere where you live. I'm trying to wake you up and make you realize that your body means something to God. And I don't want to offer God some broken down jalopy when God made it, made it a jaguar. <clears throat> yes, I don't want to offer God some thing that's been run through every back alley and exposed to every kind of problem and thing you could imagine, I want to make sure that this temple stays as God wants it to stay, a clean vessel, a pure vessel, 
and one that operates under the right kind of influence. My body does not handle hatred. It was not made for that. It was not made for bitterness. Your body was not meant to be a slum. It was meant to be a temple. Amen. So don't let, don't, don't let the world cheapen you. Don't let the world tell you you'll look better in this. No. You can't improve on God's program. And God's program was to be in you. God's will is to be his temple, my life, my body. That means I ought to dress it better, godlier. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's a temple of the Holy Ghost. I just can't imagine the Holy Ghost running around in Daisy Duke shorts. I just can't imagine the Holy Ghost sitting down at the bar with a Jack Daniels and Coke. I can't imagine... God taking the ring off of his hand and putting it on the dresser and going out to have a good time, violate a covenant that you made with another person at an all. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine treating something that God so royally honors that he said, I'm going to choose to be like you. I'm going to choose to be like you. The greatest compliment that God ever gave to humanity was to come like us so that he could save us. God deserves better than he's getting. God's will is for my body to be his temple, his dwelling place, all to take care of it. Amen. If you only have... One nice set of clothes. Then I'd wear them and wash them that same night so I could wear them again the next day. Because I want to represent him well. Amen. Now, if the body wasn't important, if it didn't matter about the body, God would have said, I'm going to save your spirit. I'm going to save your mind. But he said, I... I'm going to redeem your body, this tabernacle. So be careful how you treat it. I can't imagine putting some of the stuff in it, some of the garbage. I can't imagine some of the stuff that we allow to come into that chamber that goes in to affect our body when it is the dwelling place of the Almighty God. And this is what I want to close with. The more that my body and your body is in tune with God, the better it functions. The more I say yes to your way, God, I don't understand it. I don't know why you separated it. I don't know why you wanted there to be a separation of the sexes. Why didn't you just make us all one, unisex, like our world's trying to make us? 
but he made them male and female. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Or every, any other way. However you want to interpret that. God chose certain distinctions. And in my role as a man, I do not honor God when I act like or dress like a woman. And neither does a woman honor God by dressing like or acting like a man. The greatest compliment God ever placed on anything was placed on you when he said, you're what I want to dwell in. You're what I want the world to see me through. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when I am in tune with him and his will for my life, my my life works so much better. It, It works so much smoother. When I operate according to the manual, and not disregard the man. You see, that's what a lot of folks do in life. They just take this as a suggestion. You know, we go to it when everything else fails. But if everything's going all right, we just dismiss it, forget it. Who cares? It's old. It's outdated. doesn't mean anything in our modern culture. But when you make this the base of your living, And when you get in front of the mirror, you look into that mirror and you say, God, I want to be the right kind of reflection of you today. It's going to affect what you put on that body. It's going to affect what you do to that body. It's going to affect how you treat that body. It's going to affect how you deal with that body. Why? Because God chose your body to be a temple and a dwelling place And that place ought to be clean enough for him to dwell. Amen. Hallelujah. Greatest compliment God ever gave you. He gave you in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't let the world dumb you down. Don't let the world tell you that it's okay. There's something inside of us that says, you know what? I'm better than that. God made me for better than that. Amen. Let's stand together.